the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hello. Yes, we've been looking forward to this show for quite some time. And, you know, this is a show where sometimes we have different themes. Uh, last week we were talking about uh, honoring Billy Graham or San Diego remembers Dr. Billy Graham. It was magnificent. This time, my listening friend, we are going to talk about writing. And, you know, something, God just may have stirred something in your heart that you want to write down. We're going to, hopefully by the end of this two hours, you are going to be inspired as uh, as opposed to being outspired, which you don't want to be there. You want to be inspired. And I want to introduce to you one of my sweet friends over the uh, many years, I would say decades, but she's hardly, hardly that old. I want you to meet <laughs> Michelle Winder. Michelle Winder is an author, but she's much more than an author. She's, uh, she's a speaker. She's a worship leader. Uh, she's a cow hand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> good, good to have you, Michelle. Thank you, Kaz. Are, I appreciate your having me. Uh, are we ready to talk about writing and other things? I think so, and other things as yeah, usual. You, when I when I <laughs> brought you on, I said uh, we're going to talk about writing, and I had to I had to amend the note because I know you. You'll talk a little bit about writing. You'll talk a little bit about whatever Holy Spirit has given you at the time. Exactly. Uh, buckle up and let's, let's listen. So I want to talk a little bit about this book that you have just concluded. It rock your red carpet? I mean, yes. please, Michelle. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. What are we talking about? Okay, so it's actually rock your red carpet yes, not, with the yes. emphasis on, on your, your because what I found in working with victims for 22 years is so many people in the world are watching everybody else's life out there. Yes. And they're looking at people and saying, oh, I wish I could do something like that or I wish I were her. I wish I were him. Oh, I can't imagine being that. And and all over the world, yes. what I've found is people are just idolizing these people whom they see on the stage or on the big screen while their own precious life just slides, slides by. by. And at the close of their life, they go, what have I done? Exactly. And God says, I don't want that to happen. I want you to right. have your own red carpet. Every <laughs> one of us it. has our own stage, right? <laughs> so, But what's crazy is, I started, so about eh, four years ago, I started working with just regular people. Not everyone were victims, but I found that people have the same problems. They deal with the same yes. issues. Everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to be valued. Everyone wants to someone to take notice of what they're doing. And actually, that's something God put in our heart. He gave us each a plan and a purpose, as yes. we all know. And he actually designed us with that plan and purpose in mind and I, I, he kept bringing to my mind over the last week that in real estate, you can you assign the contract to yourself or assigns. You can add a, an or assigns in case you aren't actually yes. going to buy the property. And it occurred to me that 
Aura Signs may end up living our life. We were supposed to live, but Aura Signs is living that life. Yes. So we need to rock our own red carpet. Yes. So so basically, God's got a plan for us, and we've been trying to live our life vicariously through others, and Holy Spirit is saying, ha, my plan's for you. Absolutely. Uh, You know, I've got great plans for you um, beyond other people. Uh, his own perception. In fact, your life is going to be so unique. This is a unique book. You're yes. my, you're my epistles known and read of all men. And you've got a, a chapters in your book that other people need to read. And you're the only one that can quote your book. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's important. And you know, something that just came to me recently that I found out over 97% of people die with regrets. And I mm. thought, you know what? When we're living the purpose that God gave us, he will take us when our time is up yes. and we will die with no regrets. And I, I could honestly say if I were to die today, I'd miss the birth of my grandson in two months, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't die with regrets. I'm so thrilled at the life that God's given me to live. Yes. Now, was this your first uh, effort at a, a very, I, I say the word serious book, but I'm sure that there's not, a, there's some serious things in there, but for the most part, there's, right. there's Michelle Winder all through exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a, a lot of God in that book, actually. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's actually my second um, full-on nonfiction. Yes. I wrote a very short story of my transformation and um, called Dark Road Home, which yes. is very short, so I don't really count that, yes. but I did write two Two published books before this one, so this is my third. We're going to talk a little bit through the, the show as well, my friend, as we bring other people in who have had some writing experiences as well. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the dedication or the disciplines tied to writing because, you yes. know, in all honesty, a lot of people don't start writing because they know there's disciplines attached and they're not too sure that they want to invest in those disciplines. Exactly. And, and, and Holy Spirit, I believe, is saying... Learn from me. It's not. It's not going. The scripture talks about. I will not give you anything beyond which you are able to bear. But will with that temptation provide a way to escape that you exactly. may be able to bear it. So even these challenges that you 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 face, consider him who suffered such great contradictions of sinners against himself. In other words, all these different things that are coming to pass, you can handle because I'm with you, but in you and through you, we can handle it together. And it may be yes. writing a book. Yes, and he actually breaks it up for you. I, I, It has not been difficult at all. God kind of gives you the path, so when you follow him, he shows you how to do it a little at a time, and it's fun. You actually look forward to getting up the next day yes. and writing the next story. What am I going to create tomorrow? Exactly. I mean, in, in real exactly. life, that's really true. A lot of things, we, we don't even know how creative we are. It Absolutely. Maybe, it's kind of in shell form. No, it's, no, I'm not talking about you, Shell Winder, <laughs> but it's in shell. It could be in you, it was shell exactly. form, I guess. But shell Winder is what she goes by. My that's friend. right. Anyway, but it, it could be in seed form, and uh, it hasn't broken out yet. Right. So what do you do? You, uh, you, you, to propagate that, that, that seed, you have to deal with it properly, have the right uh, n- nutrients and nourishment and water. Absolutely. Uh, as, in, as in water of the Holy Spirit. Well, I think we're talking some spiritual <laughs> <Wow>. things here. <laughs> and, and on a secular level, you yes. do it as Nike said, just do it. Just do it. Just you do it and God will move and work through you. It's for, incredible. For first steps. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I, I have observed you through many years as a worship leader and um, as, a, as a person who is a speaker and, and also a Black belt. What's the level of black belt that you are again? Remind me. I'm a thir- third degree black third belt degree. in Taekwondo. That's true. And she's, I can tell because she always gives me the third degree. <laughs> what can I say? That's right. But I, I've seen her in action. She's dangerous. Yes. Don't mess with her. And there's a whole story behind that. I don't know whether we'll get to it in this show or we might have to invite you back. <laughs> Definitely. If, if you have me back after this, I'll be totally 
totally blessed. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> Wait till we add Mary into the mix. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Speaking of Mary, we're talking about Mary Crowley. She's in the, the next segment and beyond. Yes. And uh, we, we have some wild and crazy in a very good way. Ladies of the Lord. These are not just ladies of the Lord. These are warriors of the Lord. Yes, we're going to find out the value of that. But how that warriordom can translate into writing it down or speaking it out so other people right. can uh, discern the value of that as well. And they can learn by your experiences. And as they write it out, they can other people can learn by their experiences. Right. That's how this writing works, would yes. you say? And every story has value. People think, oh, well, I don't have a story like that. Yes, you do. Every single person who's over five years old, has a story. And when you share it, you don't know how many hundreds, if not thousands or hundreds of thousands of lives you'll change. I was talking to a young man the other day. He says, I don't have a story. And I said, that's the beginning of your story. You start your story by saying, I don't have a story. And that's the launching pin. And when other people want to sing songs of the Lord, they go, I don't know know anything to sing. Start out with that. I don't have anything to sing. (laughs) And we'll see what Holy Spirit tells me today. I mean, and all of a sudden, then that's the first step. Like the, the, uh, the priests carried the ark through Jordan River. They had to take that first step. And after that, Holy Spirit engaged. So we have to do is uh, make our hearts available for the Holy Spirit to engage. We're setting up for a break here. But before we do, I want, uh, we've talked a little bit about Michelle Winder's book. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Rock your red carpet. But we're bringing another person on. And when I say that we'll add color commentary, I'm serious (laughs) about this. This lady's name is uh, Marie, Mary Cow, uh, Crowley, yes. and she, I've been observing her ministry as well. She's one of those remarkable people. When Holy Spirit says it, uh, the, the script goes away, and Holy Spirit takes full reign. Absolutely. My listening friend, you're going to learn some value uh, on how to listen to Holy Spirit, not only in writing, but other things when we come back with uh, a couple of wild ones beside myself in the studio. <laughs> so you're going to be inspired, and uh, revelation is going to come your way because Holy Spirit is right in the thick of that. So uh, I hope you're anxious, not in a negative way, <laughs> in a non-spiritual way, but excited about what's to come, and we'll be sharing that when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, Michelle Winder, uh, we talked a little bit about your new book called Rock the Red Carpet. I suspect that we're going to incorporate some of that with what we're going to talk about in this next segment. But as yep. I bring you in, I tell you, you're not a guest, that you're a co-host. Absolutely. So I, I know there's <laughs> there's somebody <laughs> that you're going to want to introduce. And I'm going to kind of step back and see where Holy Spirit does this. My friends, it could get wild and crazy. And uh, um, I'm just going to let Michelle do it. So you want to introduce a friend. Yes. And then uh, let you guys kind of take it away. And I'll just kind of insert little witticisms. I hope they're witticisms. Thank you. I'm or sure we can count on citizens. you for that. That's right. Or something like that. (laughs) Okay, so I'm so excited to be able to introduce my amazing friend and literally world changer. All my friends these days are world changers. It's crazy what God is doing in this in this state, especially. Yes, and in this this county too. In this county, yes. Well, San Diego's kind of taken over everything, right? We Mm -hmm. are gonna change Mm -hmm. the nation. Watch. That's good, Michelle. So I want to introduce my amazing, godly, here's from God friend. Mary Crowley with Freedom Cry and Mary Crowley Ministry. She has so many things going on. And Mary, I'll let you talk about just some of the things that you have going on that um, you'd love the listeners to hear. Mary Crowley. 
Well, thank you, uh, Michelle and Cass. It's great to be here. You know, I'm down here for the weekend. I'm like excited. It. We were at Mount Soledad yesterday. Yes. I didn't realize the history of San Diego and for revival. Yes. And, uh, you know, you guys, I'm a contender for seeing a move of God come yes. into this, this nation. And Memorial Day, of course, and you were at, at Mount Soledad Mountain where, where everything is memorialized of all the, all the right. fallen soldiers and things. How amazing. Right, in the 25 years that cross, has, you know, they've been trying to take it down. Yes. And yes. in the last two years, there's been a reprieve. And so anyway, in saying all that, I believe that, you know, this is a, a season that we're coming into this year. We're seeing that everything is shifting. And I believe that God is going to give us seven years of a favor. I and recognize that theme from somewhere. <laughs> seven years of favor, because uh, actually, uh, seven years ago today, I moved up to L.A., to yes. Marina Del Rey, where I've been working on a movie about Lonnie Frisbee and the Jesus movement, My. and also now a movie about uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking. So Michelle and I are involved in some of this together. And so that's why the Rock Your Red Carpet and some of the things that we're doing you know, they, they assimilate well together. Yes, they do. So uh, how how are you guys working together and in, in what ways? You, you, you've got uh, motion picture things going on. And I know you're, you, as, far, as far as abused women and things like that, you guys both have a real heart to uh, step in and, and, and bring uh, awareness to what's going on there. So how, right. Michelle? We both have an incredible passion for women who are abused. Yes. And not just women, men too. It's just that women have been our specialty But um, that's kind of what brought us together. We realized after we talked, we actually met, even though she's from L.A., I'm from San Diego, we met in Orange County, didn't know anyone else there. And um, we started talking and we just had a lot in common. But a a lot of it is that passion that we know it breaks God's heart to see people trafficked, men, women, children trafficked. Yes. And yet it is the number one growing crime in the world. It is in every single neighborhood in the United States, including the high-end neighborhoods where people think, oh, that doesn't happen here. It happens in Thailand. And it's, it's beyond, um, it's just, we can't put up with it anymore. That's right. So Mary and I have actually spoken to a lot of experts over the years, and we've kind of come together and figured out that we can do something. We yes. can change something. And if we can change the hearts of the predators, the perps, which we can do because we're all saved by grace, let's do that and start there and change it. Yes. Mary, uh, insights on that? Well, that's that's great, Michelle. Yeah, God's connecting dream teams now yes. during this season. He's putting, because one puts 1,000, two puts 10,000. So he's teaming people up, kind of like a team of horses. You know, one can pull mm-hmm. so much, but, you know, two horses mm-hmm. and, you know, four horses are going to do much more than just one. So, um, you know, God spoke to me a few months ago. He said, I've not called men to be pimps, pirates, or pawns. I've called <laughs> them to be princes and kings. Ooh. And, you know, all I can say is that. Sounds like a Frank Sinatra song. <laughs> it does. You know, It but, is a song. We're writing a song on it. Yeah, and so what I feel I'm doing a documentary, a, a seven-part series, including a documentary on about sexual trafficking, but the Lord said, I want you to focus on the hearts of men, because there, if there was no demand, actually the problem would go away. Yes. So they need to be shown who they are, not you know, not yes. the vileness that they're doing, but yes. who they are. Yes. yes. And, and here's the interesting thing. When you talk, Mary, you talked about the scripture, one can chase a thousand and two can chase... Uh, 10,000 and a threefold cord is not easily broken. The whole truth of the matter is, my listening friend, you have maybe a heart cry to do something, 
and you may not feel like you are empowered to do that singularly, well, look around. There's somebody else that has a similar heart cry when you come together with them. I'm, both of you, you, and you know, the, the sum total will be greater than the individual parts. Absolutely. And Holy Spirit says, go, you go, girl, you go, guys, and see what I do to and through you. And I yes. get to see your, your teamwork and uh, how this is going to impact many people. So what other plans do uh, Michelle Winder and Mary Crowley have? So talk about the Freedom Ball a little bit. I yeah. think that's going to get a lot of press. Yeah, you know, the Freedom Ball, and, and this this thing too, sometimes your plans can mesh into other things. You know, you get, <laughs> you get moving, and then the Lord is directing you to start taking action. In fact, this is a movement, not a sitment. So when a movement comes, <laughs> you got to move. That's right. right. And so a few other plans didn't come about like we anticipated, but, you know, there is something in the fall called the Freedom Ball, and I'm having Alveda King, who's Dr. Martin Luther King's niece, coming. My uh, to this. And, you know, it's not just about anti-trafficking. It's really coming together on the rooftop of the Lermitage Hotel, which is a five-star hotel. And we're going to say, you're king of the world. You know, 50 years ago, Martin Luther King was assassinated. Yeah. And I believe God is releasing new king keys to be kings. That's right. And yes. I, I, the similar story with uh, Dr. Billy Graham uh, last Last weekend, uh, Franklin Graham was here, and the, and yes. the, and the chat, chatter is who is assuming his mantle. And the right. truth of the matter is, God's people are assuming his mantle. It's not just going to yes. be a one one person thing. It's going to be the body of Christ thing. And it's the same thing that you're talking about with Martin Luther King. Uh, Absolutely. These, are, these have been great men, and they are, you can say, forerunners to us, but they are to be illustrations. Anybody say Jesus Christ? The reason that he left was so that he could empower his church to do the things that he did singularly collectively, and it's along the same lines because these are servers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and their works, and this is not to be demeaning at all to what Jesus has done, but right. we carry that mantle to not only do his stuff, but other people can be impacted by what we do, and that's God's Absolutely. plans and strategy for the coming kingdom age. Absolutely, and I think, you know, um, what you were saying earlier about you can do, the enemy's lie is that what difference can you make? You might as well sit on the couch and eat potato chips and, <laughs> and wait till you die, which is what my clients have been doing. I mean, I kind of focus on empty nesters, and it's once their children are gone, they just kind of let their lives go rather than, oh, now it's time to live my purpose. And um, so in Ezekiel, when the Lord talks about, and I'm not talking about specific pastors here, but as a whole, pastors and priests have not done their job and so God says, I will lead my own people. And he's doing that now. I mean, people are hearing his voice in the night. They are, Jesus said, my sheep know me yes. and they hear my voice. So we should all be hearing his voice and we should all be sharing what he's saying because we are the world changers. Everyone who's listening today you are a world changer. No one is insignificant in God's arena. Yes, and one of the things that I'm seeing, and Mary, you can chime in too, because you, I know you believe this with your, your whole heart as well. Uh, we, in in the Western church, I don't know about some of the other churches, you've traveled more than I have, but uh, we tend to just to take the scripture and we uh, ingest it and we go, that was nice for them. Right. But the truth of the matter is those things happen to them, for examples, unto us. Yes. So the, the mantle and the privilege uh, is on us to be able to carry this forward and not just, you know, look in the TV and watch what other people are doing or read articles. It is to be those things. Absolutely. Right. And, and what I'm hearing right now by the Spirit is that this this time is going to take courage. Mm. People have to have courage to move. 
you know, a lot of people that are listening, you know, you might not think, well, I can't do that. But all you have to do, like you talked about the book, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How do you write book, write a book? You write one page a day, one paragraph a day. You just got to take action, have courage and move. Wow. Right. Well, any further thoughts on that? Before you do, be thinking about this, Michelle, because, yes. you know, you're the co-host of this, this hour, by the way. Have I mentioned that? My listening friend, what I want to do for you right now is some of the things that uh, we've been sharing with you have been, perked your heart a little bit. And uh, we, we have phone uh, counselors standing by. If you want to pray with somebody or have somebody pray with you and say, help me uh, walk through this and, and, and get through this, help me understand that uh, there are prayer people standing by. Let me give you a number. Write it down. Throughout the show, you can call this number. The prayer requests and other things, you can just call to this dedicated prayer line. That number is, are you ready to write it down? We talk about you learning to write. Let's start by writing this phone number. 858-535-9090. I'll give it to you one more time. 858-535-9090. And if you have some prayer requests, call that number as well. Michelle, I gave you a little bit of time. Lay it on us in the next minute or so and then we'll go to a break well i just we just have such an amazing father and so many of us think as i did most of my life oh i'm not creative and the fact is we are so incredibly creative because we're made in his image and every one of us can write every one of us can sing every one of us can change the world around us and we are world changers even if we just change one life in our path So I just want to challenge everyone out there to change a life this week. It may just be smiling at people that you walk by and be willing to listen to their story. And you too can change a life. Wow. My listening friend, I hope that has stirred your heart. Uh, Mary, we're going to be, we have a couple more segments in in Michelle's one hour. Would you stay with us? Sure. Uh, I sense Holy Spirit is having his way about this. (laughs) And, uh, you know, pieces of the script are still valid and other pieces... We have to throw have away, to and this is this is, this is this is perfect. This is exactly what we were looking for. So, my listening friend, we're going to talk a little bit more about writing, and uh, uh, we'll talk just a little bit more about Michelle Winder's new book, "Rock Your Red Carpet." But yes. these are going to be launching pads or springboards into other things that the Holy Spirit wants to, us to talk about. It. You know, the Scripture says that eye has not seen, neither ear heard, the things that have entered into the heart into your heart by God. And the truth of the matter is, we're about ready to discover what Holy Spirit wants us to say in the next couple segments. And if you're excited, so are we. Let's see what he's going to do to and through us and then to and through you. We will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. And we're back. I know you could hardly wait, my listening friend, to see what was going to happen after this. And you know what? We have no clue either. However, I have my co-host for this hour, Michelle Winder, the author of Rock Your Red Carpet. Your Red Carpet. Your Red Carpet. Excuse, <laughs> right. Let me, let me re- restate that. The uh, author of Rock Your yes. Red Carpet. Come on and, down. And the whole point of that matter is discovering what your calling is and enter into it so God can bless you and bless others through you, but we're yes. talking at the break about where you, we thought maybe Holy Spirit wanted to go in this next segment, and the the name the, the name Hollywood came up. And uh, Michelle, I know uh, that you and Mary uh, that that is first and foremost not only in prayer but plans. So talk a little bit about that, Mary. 
help us understand where Holy Spirit wants to go in this segment. Absolutely. So um, Bill and I are so blessed. It's such Bill's a funny husband, story. Bill way. is my amazing husband. Handsome. My better half. Yeah, yes. handsome. Good Very sense good of humor. Looking. Drop good dead looking. gorgeous. He yeah. He, anyway, um, <laughs> so he and I actually direct the San Diego chapter of Hollywood Prayer Network, and we what has happened behind the scenes in Hollywood over the last 10 years has been literally miraculous. God is moving behind the scenes like I have never seen before. Don't you think so, Mary? Yes, no, God is moving, and it's really the prayers. You know, there's a lot yes. of people like the Hollywood Prayer Network. I have a a group up in Hollywood uh, that meets every Wednesday called Breakthrough Hollywood. And for mm. the last two years, we've been praying and we've been seeing those prayers avail much, yes. including, you know, the Harvey Weinstein exposure. I mean, that it, that was an incredible miracle that God exposed those injustices. So what do you think the Holy Spirit is signaling by that and other people falling by the wayside? I've seen some other big name yes. uh, actors uh, under the carpet, if you will, kind of tying in your rocky red carpet. Yes. You know, it's funny because God's given me some prophecy over the last like six months that he is going to shake California and literally expose expose the deep, dark crevices and that those will come to light and be lifted to the surface and we will end up becoming the golden state again. And it's so funny because we know a lot of people in the industry, and I know, Mary, you know this too, where a lot of people in the industry chose to compromise to get ahead. And so the whole Me Too campaign, it's like, I'm going to let Mary talk about this in a minute, because it, Me Too doesn't really change anything to say, oh, Me Too, I was a victim. You, Kaz knows my story. Mary knows my story. Most of you out in the airwaves don't know it. But Many, many of us have been victims, but that doesn't mean that we can live in our victimhood and blame others for the rest That's of right. our lives. That's right. Some people use that just as an excuse not to do anything. Absolutely. It's, it's, that, that's the fault of this thing. Holy Spirit says, no, the scripture says, no, in fact, use these things as springboards. I mean, consider him who suffers such great contradictions of sinners against himself. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, I mean, we, uh, Holy Spirit and God the Father, God the Son, knows about dealing with these kind of things and how they can be used as springboards. Right. And and we cannot, I, I mean, some of us have been victims where we're truly victims, yes. you know, sex trafficking. It is not, no one's fault. But some people have been complicit in their victimization, and and we need to take responsibility. Yes. And if we chose to be, if we chose to compromise to get ahead, we need to take responsibility for that. So yes. I know that's not going to be a popular thing that I'm saying, but I know that that is the case in a lot of situations. Yes, Mary Crowley thoughts. Yes. Well, and this is why, like the Freedom Ball, like in October, the call to the ball, the Lord told me that the hashtag is going to be free to. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to talk about freedom. This is Isaiah 61. Ooh, nice. God wants yes. to open up the prison doors uh, to those who have been captives. And many people are captives in their mind. It's a new way of thinking. Right. So God is allowing things to be shaken right now. He said he's going to, judgment was going to be again first at the house of God. Yes. Which people don't like to hear about judgment. But if God doesn't get us awake, how is the world going to come awake? Absolutely. So this is a new season. And God wants to encourage us that we don't need to stay victims. We are victorious. <laughs> yes. And we're more than conquerors. Absolutely. And um, and it's for freedom that Christ died. Yes, yes. He died to set us free, so we need to live in that freedom. I say, 
Christians, and I'm talking to you all out there because most of you who are listening are Christians, call yourself a Christian. We are the reason that the world, that the Lord hasn't come back yet because our job, God's plan A is for us to change the world. And we have done a terrible job at that because we live in this victimization and this frustration and this fear and this all the things that Jesus died to set us free from. So people look at our lives and they're like, no, thank you. Yeah. When those things should be the badge of courage. Yes. They should be the badge of courage that are springboarding us forward. You know, I've, I know a bit about your background and you could have let that just carry you away yes. into, you know, you could be an alcoholic in some corner there and just not yes. even live life. And my friends, if you are alcoholics and uh, you've allowed your situation to drive you there, Holy Spirit has a, a great news for you. Jesus died so that you can be free of that. Yes, completely free. Eva- well, and, uh, evangelist Mary Crowley, lay it on us. Well, in, in what you were just saying, because I, I've had you know one of my sons, uh, I have two sons, but one of them has struggled a lot with alcohol. And, you know, God is dealing with the pain right now. He's dealing with the foundational issues. You know, he gave me something years ago. Face your pain, it won't remain Face your fear and it will disappear. Say so that again, Mary Crowley. Face your pain, it won't remain. Face your fear and it oh, will disappear. disappear. Oh, man. And so instead of drinking yes. or using drugs or doing all these things, we need to actually face it, deal with it, yes. and release it, surrender, so we can be healed of it. Yes. Wow. That is, that is great. Say that phrase one more time. My listening friend, drill this in. Face your pain, it won't remain. Face your fear, It'll it will disappear. disappear. Ooh, how nice. Love it. You know, I love it. That that is amazing. Well, and that's what Martin Luther King, you know, in 1963, when he stood on the stairs of the Lincoln Memorial, he gave forth a speech. You know, talking about freedom. We're in a new season that God Definitely. wants us free. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. So, what are we going to do about it? You know, wouldn't it be sad if you go uh, the last breath and then? Lord Jesus says, you know, I gave you so many opportunities yes. to be set free from these things. Yes, you believe in me and you're going to come into the kingdom, but we want you to come into the kingdom, not only fulfilling your calling, but impacting other people in the midst of that. Yes. That's where we are. We're launching from the church age into the kingdom age. Yes. And this kingdom age is going to require us. You, may, I think, uh, Mary, you mentioned we need to be bold or more courageous. We need to go boldly into the throne of grace. Absolutely. And there's a lot more freedom than we think we have. Right. And uh, we've been fooling ourselves, and the enemy has been saying, you cannot do this. Yes. And I want to, when we come back, I want to talk about something the Lord showed me about the enemy, because when we're free, and I I can truly say I am free. I have, I don't live with any fear. Yes. And I can attest to this. She's freedom. a, a fearless I mean, lady. There's nothing, I mean... Bless yourself with God's blessings of freedom. It is the most amazing life in the world. Yes. And I think what I just heard as you were talking about this now, there's a lot of people that are listening that have been very discouraged mm-hmm. because they didn't see their plans come to fruition. And people that have really done a lot of things, people come to Hollywood and only 3% of working actors even work. Right. Yes. And so they get very discouraged. But I believe this season is going to be a season of joy where he's going to, and it's going to be fun. That he's going to bring joy and fun because we need to be restored back to, you know, to, to who we're called to be. And yes. so I feel there's a word for people listening that a yes. lot are discouraged. God is going to give you back your joy. You know, yes. there's, a, there's a, a gal whom we became friends with here on, uh, on KPRZ and Come Together San Diego. Her name is Madeline Carroll. She's the female lead, and I can only imagine. 
Oh, and she's in Hollywood. I and, loved it. And yes. a lot of the a lot of the things you're describing, she has experienced as well. Not only in the the challenges in Hollywood, but also the 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 joy of proclaiming the Lord. There, are, these poor people that are trying to make a living in Hollywood, and they just are not getting the breaks. Yes. I know that there's a lot of people that need to hear that God's in the thick of this anyway. Yes. And so that's where your hearts are, are as well. Yes. And you know, I just, I want to end the segment by saying God gave me a very clear word a couple months ago. Surrender is the bridge to freedom. Oh my. Surrender, Surrender is the bridge is in surrending, to freedom. Surrendering yourself yes, and all your preconceived him. notions. Surrendering everything oh, like to it, him Michelle. is freedom. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and you mentioned the next segment, which is coming up next. I mean, it's funny how that happens, <laughs> yes. isn't it? Hmm. But what we're going to do right now, my listening friend, is we're going to open the phone lines because I know that there are some people yes. that have been stirred on this. We're going to open up the phone lines and invite people to call beginning this break and into the first part of the next segment to not awesome. only give insights of what uh, perhaps God has been sharing with you, but also maybe how some of these words that were shared over the air are impacting you. Awesome. Let me give you that phone number, and you can call during the break and uh, share with uh, Mary and Michelle and Kaz. That would be me. Yes. Uh, here's the open line. The K-Praise number is one eight six six K praise And that makes it easy, one eight six six K praise And uh, do, the, do the numbers against the letters, and you will be able to dial in. If you, you're uh, mathematically challenged, let me give you the whole thing. <laughs> One eight six six five seven seven twenty four seventy three. One last time. One eight six six K praise. We're going to be dealing more with this, but we're going to open the phone lines and see what you might want to say in this. And you know, the this Bible talks about uh, uh, being the authors. He, he he's the author and finisher of our yes. faith, but we are his epistles. So we're going to see what God has written on your heart for this next segment. And uh, stand by. You might amaze yourself. For sure, you'll <laughs> amaze us. So don't go away. Come back. One eight six six K praise. We'll talk more about it. Mary Crowley and uh, Michelle Winder and Kaz. We'll be right back. More come together, San Diego, with Kaz Taylor is next on AM twelve ten K praise. Now back to come together, San Diego, the new live local show on AM twelve ten K praise with Kaz Taylor. And yes, we're back with, uh, you know, I think Holy Spirit and Lord Jesus Christ and Father just love wild and crazy, crazy in a good way kind of people. And you two are among them because uh, no holds barred. You just go for it. I love that. I say he made us that way. So, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and, and your husband may or may not agree. We're not sure yeah. about that. Mm. I'm going to give you a scripture and we're going to launch off from that. Yes. And this scripture is first that which is natural. Yes. And after that, which is spiritual. See, God is a God who speaks to us using natural things to, so that we can understand spiritual things. In fact, that's why he gave us the law, so we can understand the spirit behind the law. Yes. And as we look around in earth today, but let's be more specific, in the United States, right. in things like uh, Hollywood and things like politics and things like that, or just things that are going on in natural events, right. uh, there are illustrations and uh, pictures for us to understand what God is doing. And Mary, I know you pay close attention to those kind of things, and you too, <laughs> Michelle. So uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, it's so funny because Bill and I, you know the story, we bought a farm, a horse and cattle ranch yes. in um, Kentucky, and so we were blessed to go to the Kentucky Derby this year. And our daughter, who has been in the horse racing industry for the last five years, I guess, 
Another crazy story where she broke her back breaking a baby and God miraculously healed her eight months later. That's for another time. Crazy story. But anyway, so um, we got to go to the Kentucky Derby and we were supposed to be out in the pouring rain. Our seats were pretty bad Mm because they were all we could afford. And (laughs) our daughter ends up running into a friend, even though we're all from Southern California. We're in Kentucky and she runs into a friend who invites us into this private club. Well, it turns out that Bob Baffert, who was the trainer for Justify, oh my. and all his family was in this private club. So we ended up having lunch with them. We all left to go see other things. And we went back right before the race. And it turns out the Bafferts were the only ones in this lounge with myself and my husband and then my daughter and son-in-law. A little backstory about that particular horse, though, so people can know where you're yes, going Yes, so we end up watching Justify win the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) Last weekend, he went on to win the Preakness in Baltimore, Maryland. And he. so there's a lot of significant um, things that God's doing in the spiritual. He is number seven, the horse number seven, which is always important. And I can't go into what everything means, but the Kentucky Derby was the 144th Kentucky Mm -hmm. Derby. His name is Justify. Second place horse was Good Magic, oh my. which, you know, yeah, magic you can't touch to God. Ooh. I mean, there is, <laughs> God's just been speaking so much through this. But since he won the Preakness last weekend, then in three more weeks, he will run in the Belmont in New York for the Triple Crown. Triple Crown. And I believe, I believe he will win. You can mark my words right now. God actually told me he would win the first two races. And he has not told me yet that he will win the Triple Crown, yes. but I believe he will. And there's just, God is just showing us so clearly in so many natural ways what he's doing in the spiritual. He is bringing things into alignment and he is calibrating our spirits to how they're supposed to be. Yes. And Mary, I know you had some it, things about justify too. This, this is the language I know you speak, Mary Crowley, so <laughs> well, share, and share with us. And it's too, the, the, the whole thing with the Triple Crown. See, in 1973, because I, the Lord had me research, that Secretariat yes. won the Triple Crown. Mm-hmm. And all I can say, uh, why I know this, is because about seven years ago, I did an event, and Zenyatta was running out of Hollywood Park, never mm-hmm. had lost. And so God said, Play, pay close attention to this race. I thought Zenyatta was going to win, didn't win, but blame won. And the Lord said to me, Zenyatta really won because I took the blame already. So I believe wow. that what God is doing is he's setting up these horses and these different things that are going around us as signposts. Yes. yes. That we're on a new track. Yes. Oh, I and like God it. is saying we're on a new track. He's getting ready to open the gates. You can't be late because this is the fate. And God said, get ready because there's a new time to shine and the new wine. And we're in a new season that the treason is coming down and God's going to have you wear his crown. I like it. Five, wow. seven, seven, eight. Is the year of the gate. Yes. yes. And it's the open gate right now. And, and, and speaking about that, mm. you're talking about the horses running through the gate. And we are, you know, we are as stallions and horses running uh, God's race uh, on behalf of him. But the gate is open in a, in a supernatural sense in yes. the heavens. And, you know, one of the things that we need to do, and it's real simple, it's called walk through it. Yes. <laughs> Run through it. Run through it. And with no no bars held or however they say that. And, no holds barred. Oh, no holds barred. Exactly. And the other interesting thing is the Belmont. So the the last leg of the Triple Crown is the longest race in the Triple Crown. It's a mile and a half, which people are saying justify. He's all, he's the only untested three year old ever, 
And they're saying that Justify may not be able to make it because it's a really long race. But I just think God's showing us, no, he is in it with us in the long run. Yes. Well, and what I've heard, too, about Justify, you probably know this more, Michelle, but that there was torrential rains that came down. And Justify was used to running in these conditions and more than likely wouldn't have won had it not downpoured like it did. Is that correct? Wow. Both races, they called it sloppy. It was actually worse than rain. It just downpoured before each race. And um, yeah, he does great in sloppy conditions. So just everything, the way God orchestrated it all is is just incredible to watch. You know, in, in so many natural things, as you said, Kaz, God really does show us in the natural what's happening in the spiritual. And I think it's because we are so dull in the spiritual. We need to, part of my book, Rock Your Red Carpet, coming full circle here, is is helping people get their mindset straight because we are spirit, soul, and body. Mm -hmm. We are not body, soul, and spirit. And I know a lot of people hear that and it's like, what difference does it make? It makes all the difference in the world because the word says we are spirit. Yes. We live in a body, but we are spirit. And yet we're allowing our bodies to control our minds, our will, and our emotions. Yes. And we were made to allow our spirits who know all truth to control our mind, will, and emotions. And to control our bodies are supposed to just assist with what we're here to do. Yes. So we need to kind of flip that whole mindset upside down, which is really right side up, yes. and start living that way. Yes, I'm going to... I'm gonna, um I'm going to say a phrase here, Mary Crowley, and I'm going to ask you to, to speak or evangelize using this as a springboard. <laughs> Many of us are in a, 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 sludge, a sludge position in our lives. We, we're bogged down. It's hard for us to move forward. But if we use it properly, God can use us to springboard in, us into his calling to us. So use the analogy of being bogged down and how God wants to uh, bring us out of that and what we do about it in the next couple of minutes. Well, what I'm sensing, Cass, um, is that the Lord was showing me that this is a 70-year season, that mm-hmm. Israel in 1948 became a nation. Last, you know, just within the last a few weeks, uh, you know, Israel, the embassy was moved to Jerusalem. Yes. We're in a season now that many have been in captivity It was after 70 years that when they were brought into Babylon during the times of Esther that they were leased to go back into their land. So I'm I'm believing that those of you are bogged down, that the Lord is saying that it's a new season of release and that these signs that we see with justifying the embassy in Jerusalem are are signs of the times that everything is getting ready to come in line. Yes. And you know those things that you've been reading about in Scripture? Look in the mirror. You're probably one of the key people that are going to be involved in uh, accommodating God's heart cry because, yes. uh, you know, you've been listening to him in the still small voice in your quiet times and he's been whispering things to you and we go, that's nice for the future. And Holy Spirit's probably saying to you right now, the future yes. is now. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, uh, Michelle Winder, we talked a little bit about your book, Rock Your <laughs> Red Carpet. We talked a little bit about writing, but we also talked about God writing on the hearts of our listeners. Yes. And we're interested to see what books come of that as well. Mary Crowley, thank you for joining us as well. What thank a joy you, to have you both to be here. In, in, you. In, in, in this one hour. It, the hour goes quickly, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having us, Kaz. What a, what a blessing. It's, it's a pleasure. We're going to be talking more about the theme of writing for the whole next hour, and we've got some authors that don't see things in the normal way. That's not a, <laughs> that's not a slam. They see things, and they don't see things in the natural way. They see things in the supernatural way. Awesome. So, uh, Michelle, good to have you. Michelle Winder, Thank Rock you, Your Red Copper. How do we find out more about that? Just quickly. 
You can actually go to rockyourredcarpet.com or you can find me on Facebook under Michelle Moore Winder. Say it one more time. Rockyourredcarpet.com or Michelle Moore Winder on Facebook. And Mary Crowley, how about getting a hold of you? Uh, you can go to my website, marycrowley.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-R-O-U-L-E-Y.com <laughs> or on Facebook, Mary Crowley. Wow. We're going to talk more about writing and look in the mirror, my friend. You may be that author. So uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. And you're going to be thrilled with what you hear on this radio show. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. God loves San Diego. This is AM 1210 K-Praise. KPRZ San Marcos Poway. A service of Salem Media Group. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And happy to be back with you. You know, we promised you in this whole two-hour period of time, we're going to be talking about writing. And we've done that for the first hour. Now we're going to continue this conversation about writing and how you can be impacted by writing, but also how you can impact others by writing. So we have a a number of people in the studio to talk with you today about writing and authoring books, or maybe articles, maybe screenplays or scripts or anything like that. Or it could be uh, writing letters to your friends. It could be any one of those things or uh, create your own writing venue. It doesn't matter. So we're going to be talking more about that. But before we do, when I think about writing in San Diego County, a name comes to my mind. His name is Bray Wyckoff, and he uh, heads uh, Kingdom Writers Association. And uh, the two guest hosts that I have on this hour actually are familiar with Bray because he has been an inspiration to them as as well. Bray, are you with us on the phone? Hello, I'm here. How are you guys doing? (laughs) We're doing fine. I'm just about ready to introduce... um, Elaine uh, and, and Neil, Elaine Haynes and uh, Neil Fraser in the next, in, in this hour. But why don't you kind of give an overview and then I will introduce them. What's going on with you? You have a real heart cry to for string people to uh, not only learn to write, but take that bold next step and maybe pick up a pen or use the keyboard. Talk a little bit about that and the, the ministry that you're called to do, Bray Wyckoff. Yeah, in uh, 2016, or the end of 2015, God asked me to gather his scribes and give him room to speak to them. And January of 2016, um, I started a call out, a shout out on Facebook, and and we've just had uh, authors and writers that have published and not published come out of the droves here in San Diego. There's a hunger and there's a stirring and a calling within the writers here in San Diego and around the world, to be honest. But um, just here in our backyard, it is a beautiful thing to see. And uh, we're all about uh, writing is not a hobby. It is a calling that we must answer that God has placed on our hearts. And we're just pulling out the gold inside of people. It's awesome to see. Yes. Kingdom Writers Association. Uh, Briefly, where did that name come from? And then tell us how people can uh, access that online and find out more. Yeah, we didn't even know it was Kingdom Writers Association. We had a conference coming up in July of 2016 called Kingdom Writers Conference, and we had Paul Young as our keynote speaker, the author of The Shack. Mm. And uh, and it wasn't until after that writers' conference that we, we said, wait a second, th- there's something happening here, because we were gathering every month, and more and more people were coming out that uh, Kingdom Writers Association was birthed August of 2016 officially. 
And we have now over 150 members. Uh, you can look us up on the our website, www.kingdomwritersassociation.com. We also have a strong Facebook presence as well. Wow, wow, wow. So give us the website one more time, and then we're going to get on with the show. All right. It's kingdomwritersassociation.com. And uh, find us. And uh, it's all about being equipped, encouraged, and empowered to go after the calling you've received as a writer. <laughs> My listening friend, now you can see why people gravitate to Bray Wyckoff. He is an inspiration. He's a great author as well. You guys suspect you can find more about his books as well by going to that website. And that website, one last time, Bray Wyckoff is... KingdomWritersAssociation.com. <laughs> Thank you, Bray. Good, Thanks, ta- <laughs> good talking to you. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Neil. Go for hey, it. Hey, Bray. So proud of you. So hey, proud Bray. of you guys. Okay. Well, uh, Elaine, you've gotten the you've gotten the main introduction here. Let's start with uh, some of the things that God is stirring through you being a writer. And you've got uh, a book that you've already completed that you're using Bible studies against mm-hmm. that as well. Yes. And that uh, book is uh, um, Moses Shocked in the Desert. Moses Shocked in the Desert. Yes. And the yes. subtitle is Learning God's Ways so We Can Enter the Promised Land. And your brand new book is entitled? Too Many Voices. My Journey from Confusion to Clarity. Well, let's talk a little bit about these books and how God is having you use them to inspire others, maybe inspire others to write, but also as a platform against which you can teach. Yes. Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, what you would say the most important elements are uh, in uh, moving from confusion to clarity in your second book. Um, The most important elements? Yes. Um, well, in my journey, being born again was number one. Yes. Second was um, being when I made him fully Lord, because that was a whole separate incident, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the most important, I believe, thing for me in coming from confusion to clarity was getting God's Word inside me. I had recurring depression, and I had um, many, many years of emotional abuse and spiritual abuse. Yes in my childhood and other kinds of abuse. And I had a lot of wrong thinking, a lot of, you know, like I said, recurring Mm -hmm. depression. And at one point, God actually spoke to me and said, your only hope is to get my word inside you. Wow. And when I heard that, I I knew his voice, and I I took that to heart and started really diligently getting in the word. And what happened was um, I started, it started living for me, Mm -hmm. and I started receiving um, insight and revelation into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, yes. and poems started coming out of me. And so is that basically why you decided, you, this is your third book, am I understanding that correct? Fourth book. Fourth book. Fourth well, book. and, and this, this is really, uh, what would we say, uh, an expose about your, your heart and innermost parts, and I was yes. kind of, you have to have a little bit of boldness to be able to do that. Yes. So what, why did you get the green light, do you feel, to be able to write about this? The reason, the why I got the green light to write about that is because when I, after I wrote Moses, I had a few speaking engagements, and I shared my testimony. And when I did that, I had so many people come up to me weeping that they had been delivered, that they'd been healed, that God had used my story yes. in that moment when they identified with where I had been and what God had brought me into out of that, yes. that they received healing and deliverance. And I was meditating on that one day in my time with the Lord, and he told me, I want you to write that. I want you to write your story out, and here's the title of it. Yes, and then one of the things that happens when you do that, the boldness God gives you causes boldness in other people. Yes, it does. How yes. amazing. Well, however God enables you to overcome, when you share that testimony with others, that same power that enables you to overcome is now given to them, that same overcoming power and grace. Yes. And there's a theme that you talk about, and I know you're 
per, I know you in person as well, so you carry this as well, but deciding to follow God with your whole heart. Yes. What does that mean, uh, not only as a writer, but what, how, what uh, words of wisdom does that phrase carry for our listening friends who are thinking about being writers or just need to live life a little better? Following God with my whole heart. Yes. Um, that means that I put him first, that, that my life is to bring praise and glory to his name. You know, in the book of Ephesians, in the first chapter, Paul tells us three times that we're to live for the praise of his glory. And when I became aligned to the reality that, that we are here as part of his kingdom, bringing his kingdom to the earth, that, that everything that I have is his, all my, every, every gift that he's given me, every necessity that I have that he takes care of in my life, it's all from him. Yes. And when when I was healed from the most um, gr- the deepest wound in my heart, when he healed that, it was easy to give him everything because he had my heart. Then, when he healed that place in my heart from which I had become scattered mm-hmm. and gone after many other things to try to fill that place, when he healed that that deep wound, I w- it was easy to make him. Lord of all, to give him my heart. And you can write about it. And to write about it. Exactly. Well, you know, one of the things, you know, the enemy uh, means evil for us and God uses it for good. So yes. some of the things that have been on you and my listening friends, many of the things and challenges and anxieties that have been right. on you, you, God wants to use that for good. And writing can not only set you free, but can set other people free as well. Yes. Now you had a lot of wounds in your life yes. and you use those as a springboard to communicate God's glory. Speak just very briefly about that. Yeah, I would say the biggest wound that I received as a child is that, you know, I had, as a child, I was able, I was able to perceive things, to see things, I heard things, and that was shut down. I was told I was crazy. Oh my. And I was told that didn't happen. I was told, well, you can't think that, you can't hear that, you can't see that. And I, and I doubted my own thoughts and feelings. At that time, they became very shut down. And then, Wait, hang on for a second, my listening friend. Are these things sounding familiar to you? Because the uh, Holy Spirit has stirred her to write a book about this to stir you, and he's stirring you to write a book about how your expressions and experiences are to impact other people. I'm sorry. No, that's good. So when, when he healed me of that, when he, when he brought me out through many, many levels of going through pain and going through becoming courageous enough to work through those deep things within me, those deep ones, when he brought me forth and I saw that that's actually the gift that he's given me <laughs> is to be able to hear him yes. and to be able to, to be his spokesperson, that, that that place of deep, the deepest wounding is where his glory now comes through. Oh, say that again. That's the, an the, amazing The place of the deepest wounding is where his glory comes through. My listening friend, I know this is touching your heart as well. At the place where you think it's the end of the road right. is really the springboard exactly. into eternal life That's and empowerment. Right. That's absolutely right. Wow, Elaine. Yeah. You're going to stay with us for another segment, are you not? Yes, I am. I know. Before we go, why don't you give a, a, a website where people can find out more about your books right. and you. Okay. It's ElaineHaines.com, A-L-A-N-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. And my books are also available on Amazon, but my website um, it gives a lot of information about the books and other things, my tell blogs. Us, tell us one more time. A L A N E, Elaine, like a street, a road, a path, Elaine, Haynes with a Y, H A Y N E S dot com. Well, my friend, uh, Elaine has given you a little flavor about her writing. In the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about how to actually use what she shared with you and actually apply these things so that Y O U can begin writing yourself. Stay with us for this next segment, Elaine Haynes, and uh, we'll be right back. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world. Okay, we've learned a little bit about Elaine Haynes and uh, her writing. Uh, the most recent writing is uh, Too Many Voices, and the subtext to that is? My journey from confusion to clarity. My journey from confusion to clarity. And my friend, if you have a journey from confusion, you want to end up with clarity, her book uh, uh, would be invaluable for you, but it also may serve as an inspiration for you to begin writing as well. Let, let's, take, let's take your website one more time, just since we're here. ElaineHaines.com, A-L-A-N-E-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. Now, let's talk a little bit about what our listeners are craving to hear, and that is how to take what they've heard from you so far and how to help use that as, as inspiration for them to begin writing. So, you know, focus is very important. Yes, it is. Elaine, pay attention. I'm right here. Focus is it. <laughs> Elaine, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. She's very focused. She's drilled in, in fact. But so focus is very, very important yes. in, in, in writing. Talk a little bit about okay. the value of uh, being focused and having that get her right. done kind of right. attitude. Right. Well, the first thing you have to do if you're not actually writing for a living is reframe your identity as I am a writer. Good. That that you have to get that inside you that you are a writer. This is your job or your calling. It is your calling. But you know when you have a, when you're in a, in a job in the, like, let's say in the secular industry, you go to work and you know what you're supposed to do and you spend your time your eight hours they're doing. Yes. So you have to prioritize your time. You have to recognize how important it is and set aside time. If that means putting it on your calendar, then set aside you know two hours a day or one day a week or whatever it is that works for you. And actually sit down and do it. You have to actually sit there yes. and do it. You maybe, maybe you have to make lists of all the other things you need to do that are going to distract you yes. and just set that aside and take the time and sit there and do it. Yes. And one of the things that's important to me is to have a place that's clutter-free, even if it's just a narrow vision of looking out the window right here and staying focused there. I need to have a quiet place. Some people can go to Starbucks and write. I can't do that because <laughs> I'll see other people and I'll just want to go yes. talk to them. But wouldn't you say that it's true that you need to have a brain that's clutter-free clutter as well? Clutter-free, right. So for me, what that means is is I have to start taking every thought captive. I have to um, to let go of all those thoughts that are trying to stop me from writing. Mm-hmm. And if I have a lot of worries, then I take them to prayer first. I, have to, I always spend time praying first that's good. and releasing those burdens the, whatever the worries are, whatever the fears are, the other people that are in my heart and family members, things like that, just lay it all out until you get a release. Mm-hmm. Journaling really helps yes. me with that. Maybe everybody doesn't journal, but for me, it's, it's, it's when I write things in my journal, it's like a release to God in prayer. Mm-hmm. And it immediately leaves. And then my brain is free. Do you find that there's a certain time frame in the day that you do better? Some people do. I do better when I, I'm writing a book or writing an article to do it in the early, early morning because yes. there's nobody else around. Other yes. people like moms who, who have a lot of other duties, uh, right. mom duties and other business-related duties, they may find time in the evenings as well. You want to speak just briefly to that? Yeah, my time is I'm a morning person. Yes. And when, when a lot of times when God wakes me up to write, when he gives me something, you know, a vision or a dream, a prophetic word, or when he was giving me the Moses book, mm-hmm. he would wake me up every morning between two and three in the morning. <laughs> and then I'd go work my full-time job. Yes. But there was total grace for that. And when you, when you set your mind to do something that you know God has called you to do, he gives you the grace to do it. Yes. And you know, my listening friend, we're entering into a time frame we call the kingdom 
time yes. frame or the kingdom age and, yes. and the, the things of the past. We we kind of can use those as as learning pieces and we go into the kingdom age and God yes. wants his writers to be literally kingdom writers. And when yes. uh, Bray Wyckoff spoke with us in the early part of this hour, mm-hmm. talked about kingdom writers association, yes. that phrase is of value to you, my friend, because God wants you to be a kingdom writer. The things that were written in the past were for the past. Right now, he wants you to write new stuff That's right. because he wants to reveal his heart to you that you've never seen before. And that's one of the inspirations you get as being a kingdom writer. Talk a little bit about the definition of kingdom writer, Elaine. Right. Well, for me, um, you know, what it comes down to for me is that, you know, we, in in our culture, we don't understand kingdom. You know, in the, in the kingdom, there's a king and we, we are accountable to him. Everything that we have is from him and everything that we have is to be, is to give glory and honor to him is to give praise and to turn people to him, we're ambassadors. We came from him. We were in Christ before the world was formed. And God had good works prepared for us beforehand that we would walk in. Yes. And this is part of that, is what he is bringing us into, is to bring us into that place where we're, we're taking from heaven, and we're bringing it to the earth, and we're bringing kingdom here now. And each person has a different spin on this because Holy Spirit can use your past experiences to give you nuances of truths that other yes. people don't have. So yes. one of the callings is as if you're called to write, you have some observations that nobody else has, and those observations could be the very thing that sets them free. Amen. And now, yes. you know, my listening friend, you probably are beginning to realize that you might have a calling or a gift for writing. You need to move on that. But I'm going to have Elaine help me. Uh, define these words about having a gift. When did you find out that you had a gift? How did, how did that uh, materialize in your life? Well, that was very interesting. Um, I had no idea. I didn't know. I, I, I never had an aspiration to be a writer. And I was in a high school English class. It was a creative writing class. And the teacher put a prop up on a stool. It was a, a, a stump of a tree. that had, It was very gnarled and it had a knot in it. And he told us to look at it and then write something. And out of me came this poem just kind of came out of me with depths that I couldn't have known at 15 years old. I didn't know what I was talking about, but it just kind of flowed out of me and like, Oh wow. Where did that come from? Yes. So that, that was my first inkling. Are you setting the stage for presenting a poem right now? Oh yeah. That's a good idea. That's a, that's a, I, I think that's <laughs> well, very good. We're so, going to have an opportunity for you to share yes. some, you share prose, but also poetry. And right. so, so talk a little bit about that. And right. then we want you to do a little bit of reading. Yes. Yeah, so in, in my book, this is my story. I go through my whole life and how I was shut down and how God brought me out into the place where I am now to hearing his voice, um, breaking down through all the barriers, all the lies of the enemy, all those kind of things. Um, and in, in the places of darkness where I was really struggling with things and it was hard writing those, he came in at the end of those chapters with a prophetic word or a poem. And so I'm going to share one of those things. When, when, he, when I was struggling with my identity, he was bringing up a lot of things in the natural, um, like fear of identity theft. I had my purse stolen, my computer. I had scammers, all that kind of stuff. And so he gave me. Before you read it, what's the theme? Is it a kind it's of a, a, This is identity. 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 Okay. We're going to do a little something a little different, my, okay. my friends. I'm going to, we have a musician in the studio. His name is King David or David. Pl- play a little bit of gentle music that will work, and then she'll read her poem. David Bauer. Identity. Look to me and you will see the source of your identity. 
Your desire for security can only be fulfilled in me. And when I decree that it is so, all things go where I say go. You know from times past that I provide. So why in the world do you long to hide in the system in which I do not abide? I've told you my kingdom is not of this world, and you have watched as things are unfurled from the hidden to the manifest. My plans and provision are always for your best. So look to me and be set free from false identity and security. What I provide is outside of this realm of the systems with power and greed at the helm. So look to me and be set free from the things of this world you must flee. Turn to me, turn to me. Your eyes will be opened to truly see the riches of glory in eternity. I will make you truly blessed with identity and security that comes from rest. Resting that comes from trusting my ways. For I am eternal, the ancient of days. All things are mine, and what is mine is yours. My presence brings blessing that upon you pours through my ways, the opening of doors. Wow. That's from your book, Too Many Voices? Yes. And thank you, David, as well. You know, my listening friend, we're, we're entering a new realm right now. And that realm is, it goes from what our brain thinks to what our heart thinks. Yes. And one of the things that you are to do as a writer is, you, you know, you can use the brain, mm-hmm. but you favor the heart. Yes. Because Holy Spirit talks to the heart. Amen. So any word of inspiration as we close this segment, uh, Elaine? Yes. Thank you for sharing yeah. your books and your insights. Yeah. I would, what I would like to share is that, you know, there are, there are things inside of you that God wants to bring forth. And when you start writing, you're not writing on your own. He's with you. You're co-creating with him. And you will be shocked and surprised and amazed at how God uses your writing to minister to you as well as what he's going to be ministering to others through what you write. That's good. Elaine, thank you for joining us. Uh, Dave, give us the same stroke, the musical stroke that you were doing there. The theme in, in Elaine's poem was simply this, my listening friend. Jesus is saying, look to me and be set free. Amen. We're going to talk yeah. more about the freedom in writing with uh, a person whom you know, Elaine, and I know very well, also tied to uh, Kingdom Writers Association. His name is Neil Fraser. And he writes things from the, speaking of writing from the heart, he writes things from the heart. And we're going to talk about more, more about that, but it's also going to be an inspiration to you, not only to be a writer, but also to get tighter with the Trinity. We're going to talk about in the next segment. But remember this phrase that Elaine gave you to close this segment. Jesus would say, look to me and be set free. Look to me and be set free. I know you're anxious about the next, anxious in a good way about the next segment when we share with you about uh, being close to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with Neil Fraser. Thank you for joining us for these segments. Elaine, thank you for joining us as well. Thank you, And guess what? We'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise with Cass Taylor. And indeed, we are back, and I know you've been uh, listening attentively, my friend, especially those of you who are called to write. 
this segment I think you're going to love because it's not only dealing with the topic of being called to write, but how, how to have the intimacy with the person that's whispering those words in your heart and in your ear that you can share them with others. I'm excited to in, in, in introduce you to a, one of my dear friends for many, many years. Actually, we could count him as decades. His name is Neil Fraser. Uh, how you doing, Neil? Very well. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about how God has stirred you to write, but not only the fact that he stirred you, but the content that he has stirred to you and through you. The name of the book that we're talking about is really a devotional. If you like to understand about how to get closer with the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you will absolutely consume this book because it provides, shall we say, fuel for you to do the same. The name of the book is called Beholding Trinity through relationship. Neil Fraser? Yes. Talk to uh, us a little bit about, about uh, beholding uh, the Trinity through relationship, the inspiration behind writing the book, but even more so, why now? This is uh, something that uh, did not come that naturally to me. Yes. I, I have not been relational by nature, but it's something that God's built into me, and it's something that he's stirred out of nothing. And he's shown me that it's so, so important in my life. And uh, first of all, to be intimate with him and then to uh, get to know and be relational with people as well. I just wanted to read, just to start off, uh, one of the sections of the book that talks about uh, that part of my journey. Before we do, and I, we, my, my friend, be listening closely because listen to God's heart in his words. God gave him these uh, uh pieces of poetry to share his heart with you. But we're going to augment it a little bit because the Holy Spirit would like to do that. I've invited David Bauer, a musician, an instrumentalist. He's been very instrumental in my life too, by the way. He's going to play a little guitar. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a worship leader as well. So I brought my, shall we say, harmonicas. And what we're going to do is we're going to augment as Neil reads. And we hope that the essence of what he says reaches your heart as we discover Beholding the Trinity Through Relationship. Knowing Father as Abba, I was created solely to be loved by you, Abba, and to reflect that love back to you. Abba, my daddy, growing up I didn't experience love. I didn't know love existed to be sought. It wasn't my parents' fault. They did the best they could. They fed me with food and with outdoor adventures. They imparted to me a lifestyle of education. However, my worldview didn't include emotions. My parents didn't know you, the only complete manifestation of love. They never received a reservoir of love from their parents. They didn't appear to look for love. I was bankrupt in my ability to perceive, receive, or process love. When I was 16, you collided with my vacuum of love. You won. You ambushed me with your love. I saw in a vision you as the sovereign God ruling the universe high in the heavens. Simultaneously, You tenderly held me. You said you wanted to be my closest friend, closer than I could comprehend. 
I accepted your invitation. My first moment as a child of God came with me beholding you face to face. You unconditionally accepted me and adopted me just as I was. You didn't even mention my sin. In your eyes, I was already clean. Loved by you. You I love. God took me, a person who had no aptitude for relationship, no desire, no searching for it, and he brought it to me. Wow. Uh, you know, my listening friend, when you read through Neil's writings, you're going to find that these are just, they, these are not brain works. These are heart works. And they come from a relationship, an intimate relationship with God. But it's not only God, but it's God identifying the three different parts of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. How remarkable is that? And you know, my friend, God has some great things for you to do as well as you when you dig into this intimacy that God has for you. Any other thoughts on this, Neil? The th- three things that I, that I really felt about this book, first of all, it was, I felt directly called by Holy Spirit to write this book. I had, just like Elaine, uh, through much of my life, only written poetry. Yes. And um, late in life, this was the first big piece of writing that I did, and I felt a very clear direction in it. And I knew I carried something that I wanted to be able to share with others and in addition to that, and especially because he'd asked me to do it, I wanted it to be pleasing to God. Yes. Well, you know what? I think this is a good, a good time for you to read another uh, excerpt from your book, uh, Desiring Abba. Could we could we read read that? Sure. And but before we do, I'm going to have uh, David Bout kind of set up set the stage. And are you staying in the key of D? Key of A, we can do that. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Well, I, I just, you know, if I'm going to be playing along with the harmonic, it's important for me to uh, find the right key. And what we're going to be doing right now is to share some things from uh, Neil's heart. And the topic is desiring Abba Father, Neil Fraser, from his book, Beholding the Trinity Through Relationship. Desiring Father as Abba. My greatest yearning is to be enveloped by all that is in your heart for me to experience as your beloved favorite son. I crave to forever abide in the same intimacy which I first experienced when you burst into my life. If I am dreaming, may I never wake up. I am starved to abide in the solitary place that only we share. There, in secret, I find you. I ache to be like Enoch, to whom being intimate with you was everything. Like Enoch, may my walk with you here on earth be a seamless transition into walking with you in heaven. 
Monastic Desire Sanctuary of the Soul Echoed Silent Praise You are ecstatic when I don't take you for granted. I'm able to avoid taking you for granted since you never take me for granted. You revealed to me and convinced me how impossible it would be for you to take me for granted. I am always on the forefront of your thoughts. I am always at the top of your priority list. I yearn to never miss an opportunity to let you be my Abba. Spur me on and energize me to seek your face. I am so grateful that you long for me and that you fill me with longing for you. You delight when I go ever deeper into you. I can't plumb the depths of your love. I see in your eyes pools like an ocean. Let me be lost in your eyes. May I be found beholding you, your boundless face. In the deep place, in the deep place, your face is found in the deep place. May I be found with you there. Let me ever behold the face I saw when I was first ambushed by your love. Your magnificent beauty enamors me. Your beauty is beyond compare, so long and so strong, so safe and so impassioned. I ache for the grace to continually pour out the gratitude you so infinitely deserve both for the beckoning glance of your eyes that wooed me and for the compelling heavenly vision from your mouth. I yearn to ever melt into your lap, me in you and you in me. Being your child sates me, yet I am eternally ravenous for more intimacy with you. You are abundantly, lavishly sufficient, yet I am unquenchably thirsty for more of you. Wow. Neil Fraser and excerpts from his book, Beholding Trinity Through Relationship. You know, I've invested a lot of time together with Neil Fraser. Many years, actually decades, best man at his wedding and other stuff like that as well. Um, I don't know that I've met anybody that has the depth that Neil has, but my friend, you have depth too. It's a little diff- different from Neil, but it's depth nonetheless. And you have been writing maybe in journals, maybe in just notes or things like that. And God wants you to bring those things forth as well. We're going to continue talking about uh, applying God's skill set of writing to you and through you. And we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Neil's inspirational journey as well. So, Neil, you're going to stay with us for the next segment? Yes, I will. Okay. My listening friend, I know you're getting excited about what Neil has to say. By the way, me too. David Bauer, thank you for sharing the instrument with us. And we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. 
Well, my friends, we're having quite an intimate time here as we're discovering uh, how to behold Trinity through relationship, a book, a devotional book authored by friend Neil Fraser. And the subtext of that is deep, uh, calling to deep, uh, intimate, being intimate with God. Right, Neil? And uh, what an inspiration. Thank you. You know, my listening friend, a lot of times you get stuff like this that God gives you, and of course he has meant it for you but perhaps he has meant it for you to share with other people as well. One of the things that we mentioned during the break, Neil, is you want your writings to be an inspiration to other people. You want to speak just a little bit about that? Yes, that's true. Um, One of the core things about this book is that it is meant to be a model, to be an example of an intimate journey with God and to light a fire under each person that reads or hears the book and also makes them appreciate their own journey and, and look inside themselves and, and say, what have I experienced in God? How have I connected with him? How, what is my relationship with him like? And when you do that and when he shows you, you'll be amazed and you'll be grateful and, and uh, think you know, realize you know God better than you think you do. But also, this, I want this book to spur you to want more. Yes. And, you know, you can never get enough of the Lord. That's right. The, 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 the truth of the matter is, just when you think you got it, he opens up another stream and you go, right. I just touched the surface. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And so this is one of the things I think that you've discovered as you wrote this book, Beholding the Trinity Through Relationship, you began to realize that you've just scratched the surface of that relationship. Absolutely. Uh, there was one uh, line in the book, uh, I'll sort of paraphrase it from memory here, about... Um, how when I get to heaven, when this life is over, I will feel like I'm infinitely close to you, and yet it's just beginning. Yes, that's amazing. And my my friend, you know, the, God has a relationship that he wants to stir with you. A lot of us have been sitting in pews and listening to scripture and, and teachings and things like that. And I believe God is saying, especially in this age, this uh, kingdom age that we're launching into, he's saying, you've read about me, you've read the book. And seen the movie, now meet me personally. Yeah. And what he wants to do is to be able to do that. And one of the ways to do that is to become intimate with him. Yeah. And that, that's my life. Um, it's my identity. Uh, I've never really been able to identify uh, in, in, with my career, with uh, uh, relationships with people, mm-hmm. as, as a husband, as a father. Those things have fallen so short of uh, who I am. And yes. if I looked only at those things, I'd be extremely disappointed with my life. Yes. But uh, when I look at knowing him and when I focus on the journey, yes, both what's happened and what is happening and what will happen, my life makes sense. And one of the things that I have observed this personally with you, as you dig deeper into him, it gives you a lot more social grace with other people. Yes, I mean, absolutely. When you have that yes, confidence, when you've just talked with the guy who created yeah. you and he goes, Neil, or yeah. whatever your name is, my listening friend, I created you for this purpose. Yeah. Now move in it with great confidence. All of a sudden, all of life changes because your focus and our focus is not on us and where we're yeah. falling short. It's on God who has made and is making us full. Neil, what I'd like you to do right now, there's one particular reading I'd like to have you do. Dave Bauer, grab your guitar because we're going to be doing this. I'll grab my harmonica and we'll 
uh, orchestrate this with you, with you as well. But uh, I would like you to read from your book uh, on the topic of the loving head being God is our loving head. Uh, so give us that that reading, and uh, we will kind of augment and support you in music as well. And then we'll come back and talk just a little bit before the end of this segment, the end of this two-hour show. Neil Frazier. This section of the prayer is called Loving Jesus as Head of the Body. I love being your body. I love to eat, breathe, drink, and be you. I adore you being the source of my life, my very essence. I love that your scriptures build into me a progressive foundation for our walk to flourish. I love looking for your appearing. I love your appearing. My looking and your appearing are what I love most. Yet you reward me with the crown of righteousness. The crown's sure basis is your righteousness and promise. I love being being you. I love being your body. I love to connect with you with all my spiritual senses. I love that we are connected 24-7. I love that I vitally draw from your impulses so I may process your stimuli and react to them. I cherish that you are the mastermind behind all I am and do. I love the body I am connected to. I love being you. I love being a part of your body in my region. I love interacting and bonding with other Christians I have the privilege of fellowshipping with. I love interacting and bonding with those who have similar callings, complementary callings, and different yet equally vital callings. I am ecstatic. I was allowed to journey in the kingdom together with four precious groundbreaking members of your body who are now with you in heaven. Jeff Beale, Graham Truscott, Mark McCoy, and Dwayne Bergen. I love the body I am connected to. I love being you. I love being connected to the rest of the Christians around the world. I love being part of the worldwide community that together represents you, the body that is you here in the earth today. I am so appreciative that your one body has absolutely everything that you are. I am ecstatic that your body consists of people with a great diversity of cultures, denominations, and styles of worship. I am eternally grateful that we are being built into one body. Even though I don't see or know most Christians in the earth, I am still one with them. What a marvelous mystery. I love the body I am connected to. I love being you. I love being connected to the rest of your body back through the centuries. I feel connected to the contemplatives through the ages who have blessed me through their writings. 
I sense the power of the prayers of my great-great-grandfather, Jonathan Blanchard. I know I am an answer to his and his family's prayers. I'm connected to those who have lived through all the revivals of the church age. I'm connected to the founding fathers of the United States. I love the body I'm connected to. Thank you, Cass. You're welcome, Neil. My listening friend, I hope this has touched your heart. You know, the scripture says in Habakkuk, to write the vision and make it plain upon tables. Those that read it may run with it. My friends, during this uh, two-hour period of time, I hope some of the writings on the tables of the hearts of the people that have joined with me on Come Together San Diego have touched your heart, and you can run with it as well. I thank you, Neil Fraser, for joining us. I thank you, Elaine Hayes, for joining us, and Michelle Winder as well, and Mary Crowley as well, and yes, David Bauer for playing the music as well. You know, God's got big plans for you, my friend. And when you pursue Him, He will not only tell you what to write, but to whom to write it. God loves you. Thank you for joining us on Come Together San Diego. We'll see you next week. Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on AM 1210 k Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.